Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, Keila Patterson, Midwest Muscle, people, keep real talk in the house. How's everybody doing? Got a special, uh, I guess, it, yeah, it's a special program. And we got a lot of things on the agenda, but this one is basically for the, the couples out there that are basically trying to save everything. But before I go any further, this program is sponsored by People Be Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, that's pretty powerful. Check us out at peoplebemuscle.com. And now let us talk. And uh, this is going to be the Valentine's Day edition. So we're going to be covering, uh, basically dealing with the competitors and their significant others. Uh, Des, are you there? I I think I'm here. I'm not sure. I, I think you are as well. Yeah, yeah. I think you're there. I think you're there. <laughs> I, yeah. I I can hear I can hear you and I can hear myself, but I don't see myself on the back end. So we'll just we'll just assume that everyone right else there. can hear me too. I see you right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 live and uh, yeah, you're you're ready. <laughs> All right, very good. Very good. Uh, uh, there you go. Or is that it? How do I have it? There you have it. I'm gonna get there it. There right you have now. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I I did a late link, and uh, surprisingly, I I think we we touched the cord with this one. But we're going to get into, uh, for the people that didn't have a chance to see the link, this one's basically covering relationships and pre- during prep and basically it can can the relationship survive. A lot of people have seen some of the horror stories through friends, family, or uh, people they look to, you know, role models or something like that. And on this end, this is one of the few sports I've seen where the relationships can suffer and they suffer greatly if they're not done properly. I haven't seen it in basketball as much. I mean, it happens, yes. I've seen it in football. It happens, yes. And, you know, I've I've done the very spectrum of many sports. But this one, for some reason, I guess because it's so dedicated, so so much that's involved in it, that, the if, you know, if your bond or if your relationship isn't strong, then it will tend to suffer if not done accordingly. Um, Des, do you have anything to add before we get into it? Well, I think we'll just get into it because we're going to be exploring and expanding upon all of the things you just talked about. So I say let's just start. Well, let's do it. <laughs> so how are you doing, Let's Des? do it. I am good. I am good. Today is my daughter's birthday. She turned 16, so she's been having a good day, celebrating pizza, cake, all that good stuff. So it's been a good day. No monster cookies. Monster cookies aren't her thing. We did have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cake. So uh, you you were probably doing uh, some celebrating from yesterday, too, for your monster cookies? Ah, <laughs> it was my birthday yesterday, but I did not have any monster cookies. Unfortunately, no one, I, I, no one baked for me. I I did get Happy some cheesecake though. So yes, I have been eating cake Happy for two days now. Birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. So, yep, we have back-to-back birthdays, and when you know it, Valentine's Day is tomorrow, and I know we're keying this up as a Valentine's Day show, but I told the mister, you know what, I'm not all that concerned about Valentine's Day. Do not feel like you have to buy anything. It was just my birthday, and please do not bring home any chocolate. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've been way over my limit two days in a row already. We need to stop the madness. Now that cake looks really good. I gotta admit that. I I, I was rooting over that. <laughs> well, in this and so guys, that wasn't even the cheesecake, Kaylin. So my coworkers, there's a gal there who likes to dabble in cakes, and we they've been donned 
Debbie Cakes. Her name is Debbie, and I don't know, now they just people just call her Cakes Debbie Cakes. And so she made me a Debbie Cake for my birthday, and since chocolate is a, a friend of mine <laughs> and I like <laughs> Snickers, she made this chocolate Snickers with toffee pieces cake that was amazing. So I sent a picture of that to Kaylin, and then it was topped off with a uh, Snickers cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory that evening. So oh, I wow. was just on, yeah, sugar overload. <laughs> so I had a small piece. Yes, I'm eating the sweets, folks, but it is my birthday, and I enjoyed my birthday wholeheartedly. I have no regrets. I had a small piece in the di- during the morning, and then I did have um, cheesecake at night. That's how well, it went that down. Actually- I have not had any cake today, though. Okay. Well, that actually segues good into our our first question. I didn't have a chance to send it to you, but this one's from Mary, and she is basically asking, you know, is it okay to have those times when you have a significant other that had really put in some planning? And, you know, sometimes when people decide to compete, they basically come in all in, but they don't really make it official until after they started seeing some results. So Mary wants to know, you know, is, is it okay to have those days and those times? And I'll throw that to you, Des, because it's a, it's, it's a legit question, and uh, I'll, I'll see what you have to say, and then I'll piggyback it. Oh, that is a very legitimate question, and, and you want it might not be the same as others that are in the industry. Um, you know, there's a couple of ways to look at it. It it all kind of all depends of where you are in your prep. And if your significant other is, you know, along with you on the journey, they understand what's going on, they understand where you are within relationship, um, in relation from your training to your show and that timeline, um, odds are they're probably not going to do anything super crazy. They'll find some other ways to help you celebrate if they're in tune with what you're doing. But, you know, if it's a newer relationship, maybe you're um, in your off season, you're still working out, but maybe you're not quite as strict, um, and, they're, and they aren't as knowledgeable as what's going to be required of your training regimen, but they knock themselves out for you because they're smitten, they want to impress you, they want to celebrate you, then in my opinion, I say go for it. Enjoy yourself. Now, you don't have to overdo it. You know what? Enjoy the piece of cake and then, you know, kind of plan what your nutrition and workout is going to be following to recover, but you don't want to rebuff their kindness, in my opinion, because of the show. Because if this is the one, the love of your life, or you're, you know, you're trying to make this thing a go, you got to show them they're as important to you too until they figure out or come to understand how important the sport is to you. And then the ways they show appreciation for you will evolve if, if they're supportive. And so just a lot of factors that go into that. Well, I personally I love would eat that. cake. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. she's not kidding. She is not kidding. Um, oh, there's a lot of happy faces and hearts on that one. Yeah. <laughs> You're pretty good choir lady. <laughs> uh, I'm going to feedback that, and, and uh, this is going to be the theme for tonight's show, and, and, and it's, it's going to be a recurring theme because it is very, very important and very vital. Communication. There has to be. Yes. Plenty of communication. So in everything we're going to be covering tonight, that is going to be the theme of tonight's show, communication. Because when you talk about love, it has to be an understanding or it's not love. So when you're dealing with someone that's basically new to the sport, more new to you, because you have to remember you are the one that made that decision to be all in to do this. The other person might have had some reluctance, and if the communication isn't there, they might not be sharing that reluctance. So it might be a strain, and there might be some uh, sense of basically being left out of the the adventure. And a lot of that can be alleviated by basically being a part of their life as you ask them to be a part of yours. So when you're saying this is going to happen, you're saying this is going to happen for me. And if you don't understand that statement, 
then you might want to reconsider how you're about to word your intent to compete. The other thing is basically you don't want to hurt feelings with someone that doesn't truly understand what your goal is or where you're going because they might just be seeing it from an understanding of this is someone that likes to work out instead of someone preparing to compete. It's a totally different platform and atmosphere, and if someone's not fully aware of a gym life, they definitely won't be understanding of someone that's getting ready to compete and and basically present their physical best because it does require uh, much more and it requires a lot more sacrifice and dedication. So walk them through that process. I mean, you basically have to walk them in, and it is going to be a struggle, but like Desiree said, if this is the one, it is worth it. Put in the time. Yep, exactly. And so I'm going to piggyback on the piggyback, and then we're going to jump into more questions because you guys have already been sending them in, so thank you for that. But, hey, if you guys remember nothing else, I'm going to reiterate what Kaylin said. Communication is key. And by nature, some of us are very good at it, but the rest of us are not. And I happen to be one of those that has to practice at it, especially from a relationship standpoint. And you would think being a communicator as a profession, because I'm a public relations practitioner, so spokesperson for my clients, all that kind of stuff, that I would always be good at communicating. But when it comes to communicating feelings, it's a whole different ball of wax. But um, it can take practice. It does take practice. So, you know, put in the work for that as well. (laughs) When you're training to train your muscles and your body, train your communication skills. That's definitely going to help your relationship in the long run especially when it comes to those critical uh, communications um, with someone that you want to have that lasting relationship with. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump in here. Tammy has shared with us, um, she is in a relationship and she's concerned um, about what competing could mean for her relationship in the future. Um, she has a boyfriend who is um, is and or has expressed jealous tendencies, um, and sometimes they run into a little glitch or two if she wants to dress nice when they go out on dates. And speaking for Tammy, I don't know, but I'm going to assume she's dressing for him, but all he's focused on is how everybody else is looking at her in that dress. Um, she says, I want to eventually compete, but I'm afraid he won't support me in the way I need. How can I put his mind at ease? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Well, Kaylin, I'm going to have, I'm going to ask you to tackle that first from a man's perspective. And then I will uh, jump in with my thoughts on the situation. Yes. And uh, again, this goes back to communication but there's one thing that has to happen is that, you know, it, it, it's it's a tough spot to be in in a relationship when someone's not really thinking about the other person fully but more about their own personal fears. So you're, you're talking yeah. about a very tough spot to be in because you're basically having to be, and I don't, I don't know a better way to say it, other than what I'm about to say, because this was explained to me by my mom. So, you know, mom, I'm, I'm going to throw you on the bus on this one. Uh, she said, sometimes you have to be a mother and a wife and or a girlfriend. So, you know, it's basically you have to walk them through what's happening. There's got to be a lot of reassurance. There has to be, I mean, some. there's going to be some hurt in some of the responses because it does require a lot of maturity and responsibility for your own thoughts and actions. A lot of people deflect from that and, and basically put it on the other person. So it, it's a tough spot to be in, and mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of shaky ground because many don't want to admit uh, their their shortcomings. And when, when they do, it's more like, well, you basically get me through this point and situation. So no matter what, it seems like all the weight's being put on you, and you have to deal with the diet. You still have to deal with the cooking. You still have to deal with the prep. So there's so many other avenues that still have to be addressed, and you still have to conquer that biggest one, which is the relationship itself. So it's a tight spot to be in. It can be done. There's a lot of communication that has to happen, and there has to be a lot of adult thinking. Now, hear me again when I say this. There has to be a lot of adult thinking, 
meaning, you know, my, my childhood fears have to be spoken. They have to be put out in the atmosphere. Uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, together time sitting down and addressing real issues, not basically faulting either or for what they're not doing because, you know, Dad and I have covered this on a couple of shows where we say what might be little to you is major to someone else and what might be major to you might be small to someone else. So if you don't factor those things in and have sympathy and empathy involved in the communication and not just driving your own point home to where you're basically making your point valid to where you can, this person has to see exactly where you stand all the time, that's not really a relationship at all. So it has to be a lot of adult thinking that has come into factor. And if you can do that, then you can basically survive a prep in a, in, during a relationship. Truth. Um, and so what I'm going to say next, first I'm going to preface is that, guys, I'm not a relationship expert by any means. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> working it out as I go. Um, but I have had, you know, a few relationships here and there, and I have been divorced, which, you know, some people might look at that and say, well, she's she's already been divorced, so what qualifications does she have to talk about relationships? Well, I will tell you this. If you are on the receiving end of a divorce, meaning you're the one who got divorced, not the one actively seeking the divorce, you probably spent a lot of time trying to figure out what was it that went wrong in that relationship. You probably thought more about the relationship than anybody in a relationship thinks about relationships because you were blindsided and you're just like, what the heck happened here? And, you know, over time you start to see areas where, oh, yeah, okay, this I can understand, that I can't understand, but, you know, just the ins and outs of it. And, and again, it's something you practice. Even though you think about it a lot, it doesn't make you naturally good at it. So that's my, my um, I guess, my disclaimer there. But, Tammy, I guess I would say to you is if you are able to have that conversation, one of the first steps is, in my mind, is that he needs to be a little bit self-aware of what's triggering this jealousy. Is he in tune enough mm-hmm. with himself to understand what is making him feel the way that he's feeling? Is it because of a bad experience with a past relationship? You know, just what exactly is it? And then again comes in that communications factor, and you just need to be able to share with him, and who knows how he's going to respond because he may or may not be good at it. But, you know, you're important to me. I have this personal goal that I would like to pursue. This is what it entails. You know, and you're going to have to talk about the training and the diet. But most importantly, in this instance, what you're going to have to be competing in, and that's a competition suit and five-inch heels, which if he's having an issue just looking, dressing up nice for him, you know, you being on stage in a competition suit, probably not going to go over well. So, I mean, you need to come to that understanding together of where his jealousy stems from and what are some of the the boundaries that the two of you can put in place together because this can't just go one way. You can't just be bending over backwards to please him and he's not trying to come to your side of the equation either. You need to figure these things out together and see if you can't come to terms on what is and isn't acceptable to the both of you. And you may not get to the point where he's ever comfortable with you competing, but if he's that important to you and competing isn't, then maybe that's okay. Maybe there's some other goal that you can pursue that he can totally stand behind and support you in, and that's good enough for you. So just a a little bit of self-exploration there. And just from a female perspective, jealousy is never a great thing. If it's not one thing, it's always going to be another. So if he can't figure that out and work that out, and you're not proactively doing things to egg him on just to – feel needed because come on ladies that happens sometimes right if this is real talk then let's be real um and it's just it's unwarranted per se that's a tough spot but i think you're always going to be asking yourself that question walking on eggshells what can i do what can't i do and is anything ever going to be correct because you know with a very jealous person who then becomes controlling and possessive it's it's just tough and so um I don't know if you're going to be able to put his mind at ease, but 
I would introduce him to people in the community, um, other people that have husbands and wives that are competing, and have them share their stories with him, if you know those individuals, of how they make it work. And and that could be an avenue for you, too. What did you have to say, Kalen? I said go to our archives. We've been touching on this. So, you know, we found the best in the business and the natural community. So there's – what, real talk is basically just that, real talk. So we're we're trying to basically head the things off the path so you can enjoy the process as much as we have a passion for it. And I'm really thankful that you could, you know, consider us to ask that question. And, I, you know, I'm, I really respect that. Amen to that. Um, our next question is from Linda. And she's asking, if my relationship is not strong to begin with, could competing become a deal breaker or could it save it? Um, and Linda, mm. in my opinion, it can go either way. Yes. It could do one of two things. It, it could do one or the other. Um, if it's not strong to begin with, I don't think there's any middle ground. It will either break you up or it will bring you together, depending on how you go about it. Um is is uh, is the gym a point of commonality? Is it something that both of you have interest in? Is competing something that you both can pursue together, not one or the other of you, but both of you together? Um, that could be a bonding factor because then you have a common goal. Even if one of you is not interested in competing but the other is, but they are very much into playing that role of being supportive and maybe they want to – help you pick out your posing suit and prep your meals for you and be able to help you with your form at the gym. Um, again, that could be something that pulls you together. But if you see the pattern here, it's you guys are doing the same things, working towards the same goal together. And if you're doing that as a couple, and again, there's a good communication and you have an understanding of what it's going to take to move from point A to B to C in this goal, and you're both tracking it and striving there as one, then yes, it could help you grow together. But if it's just only one of you understanding the goal and the other one sees no purpose in it and they only see it as uh, something that's making them compete for your time or something that has more importance, over them because of the time you will have to dedicate to competing, then odds are pretty good. It can definitely break you up because if you've been following this show for any amount of time, you know, prepping prepping for competition on any level takes time, it takes focus, it takes dedication. Um, and there's definitely sacrifice by the athlete and the people who love the athlete. But, they're, you know, when both sides are willing to make that sacrifice, you have unity. When only one side is willing to make the sacrifice, then you have discord. Kalen? There you go. I, I won't even argue with that. that. That's a good way to say it. But, um, I can relate it uh, to, to any sport. Uh, when I played basketball overseas, you know, I was being paid professionally to do it, and I wanted to keep getting that nice paycheck. So that required me spending more time than most that were basically. I was considered what they call uh, basically and an brought in. So I was the foreigner. So you know, it was a lot easier to, to get rid of my contract than someone else's. So if you had somebody that was not an import, which was what I was considered then I had to work harder to stay on the team because there was always a new American that could come over and take my position. And, you know, it it did cause a lot of stress in the relationships that I had. And people would say, well, you know, you're you're getting really selfish in what you're doing because it seems like that's all you care about. But I'm saying, you know, at the end of the day, I have to take care of me. And it required a lot of extra work because, you know, there were some things that I was not – that in basketball that I needed to improve in order to stay that professional that I wanted to be. In saying that, it took extra time. It took more free throws. It took more, uh, you know, passing ability. It took more rebounding because the international basketball is a lot different than what I learned in American basketball. So, you know, there were certain factors that I didn't consider. I knew that I loved the sport of basketball, but I didn't know everything that was required on an international level. So there were certain answers I just simply couldn't answer to people that were asking. 
I knew it had to get done. I knew that I was over there being paid to do this, and it, I, you know, I simply had to improve. Now, when you talk about the bodybuilding, you're talking about you. You're talking about a lot of work and preparation, and there's a lot of communication that has to happen. And like Des says, if someone's not ready to hear it, then they won't hear it. I mean, the one thing about prepping for bodybuilding is you definitely learn you, your strengths, your weaknesses, your limits, your faults, everything. You you will learn it really quick, and, and you'll find out sometimes, you know, maybe it's something that I bit off more than I can chew, but I'm going to see it to the end. Now, when you basically are still learning on your own, and you're asking someone to join you in that process, they got to be really uh, settled into themselves as well. And like that says, there's, there's got to be a, a, a real understanding of what you're getting ready to do, what you've stepped into, and all that it requires, which is also dealing with other people. Because, you know, a lot of times we we go to the gym and you see the person that wants that machine, and if they don't get it, they throw a fit, they post it on Facebook or whatever, social media. And they put it on blast because, you know, they didn't have their way. If you're that kind of person, then you, you need to be mindful that maybe you need to take a step back and, and basically give yourself that time, and you'll find that you will be better to implement that into your relationship as well because everything we do translates into who we are. And if we're not mindful of that, we're basically lying to ourselves. So you'll also, by default, be lying to others that are trying to help you in that journey. And I've seen a lot of people struggle simply because they weren't prepared to give their all and they wanted people's support that couldn't be given. It's not a fun thing at times. It, it, you know, you struggle at the gym, you'll be struggling in relationships, you'll be struggling at work. But that doesn't mean because of this day that everything has to end, shut everything down, you know, it's all over, it's a bust. It's a process. If you make it to the end of the process, you're you're a better person for it. Um, that's and there you have it. It is a process, and one bump in the road, Kaylin's right, doesn't mean that it all you throw the baby out with the bathwater. I've been there. Exactly. I've wanted to do it. When you're emotional, most of the time you're irrational. So you just yes. have to keep that in mind, take a breath, and see how things look in the morning. Um, but before we get too far away from this topic, we uh, we have a comment here, and Kaylin, I'm going to toss this one to you. Um, Kandahar, and I hope I pronounced that right, forgive me if I have not, a um, friend of ours in India, says, come on, tell me one guy who wouldn't be jealous. So if he said it, I'm sure there's at least 10 more of you out there who were thinking it when we were having our uh, discussion from our, uh, about our question from Tammy. Kaylin, what are your okay, thoughts yeah. there? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to butch his name, but it, look, guy, I, let me tell you, um, there's plenty of supportive husbands, there's plenty of supportive boyfriends, and they understand because they did their preparation to get into this sport. They basically walk hand in hand with their wives and their girlfriends to basically make it the best thing to happen for them. Um, you know, flowers at the end of the show, desserts, dinner, wherever they wanted to go, they walk them, walk with them the whole time and there was no jealousy involved, sure, there's going to be a, a person that basically says, you know, I don't want this, and I'm going to find every avenue to make sure this doesn't happen. Then you have the person that's basically sitting on the sideline doing something, watching something that they wish they could do, and they don't fully go into it with the understanding that this is for them and not about me. And then there's the, the person that basically says, you know, this whole world is about me, and you have no right to basically step away from me and do something on your own. It's always the individual that's jealous and not the person that's that's doing it. And I just said that completely wrong, and I apologize. It's not always. It's not always. But most of the time, jealousy is happening because the relationship was unstable to begin with. And because of that, there's a struggle that basically comes from within, but with the communication you can fix both if you're willing to work at both. Because as many times as people would love to say, I did all of this on my own, that's nothing but ego, pride, and vanity. The truth of the matter is there's tens of 20s of 30s of 40s of hundreds of people 
that basically have been involved in your life, job included, to help you get to that point in time. If you want to see it as jealousy, then you will. If you want to see it as support, then you will. Because if you've got a woman that's strong enough to discipline and sacrifice for her body to be at its best, then her time is precious to her. And you don't really go throwing it around to any and everybody. Basically, you get different lights. Now, there's certain people that will, you know, we've spoken about this on, on prior shows, that will throw themselves out there. But that's something that's already been presented in the relationship, whether the whether the guy is willing to accept it or not. They usually get slapped in the face simply because they ignored it. So, you know, there's a lot of factors. But like I said, if we're doing – we're talking about relationships right now. We're not talking about, you know, people that are, are prone to do bad things to other people. We're talking about actual factual relationships, not basically ones on the hinges or, or struggling. I'm talking about people that really want to see this relationship work and they're willing to do everything to make sure it happens. Yes. And I would just add, too, I mean, Kaylin's talking from the perspective of a man supporting his, his wife, his girlfriend, his female counterpart, but ladies, it goes both ways. And you have to mm-hmm. understand that if your man is a competitive bodybuilder, you're just not going to get the 100% attention that you may be wanting all the time. It it, it can't happen that way. Um, I'm sorry, it just can't. There's no excuse I can make for it. It is the nature yeah. of the beast. So you can be supportive and try to um, – incorporate yourself into that world in the places that you can't because it's not going to happen 24-7, not for every athlete. There are some diehards that it is a 24-7 every single day of the week contest prep thing. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just gotta ex- kind of have to accept that you're going to have to share with the sport and, um, you know, not make his life terrible because of it. Um, and if that is a deal breaker, then, again, you just have to communicate. You can't get mad, stomp off, and, you know, call them every name in the book, do this, that, and the next thing. You at least need to talk about it and say, hey, you know what, I tried this. I thought I could be supportive of you, but I just can't. Um, I I need more than what you're able to give me. And if that is the case and that's truly what you need, you know what, then that's okay. And maybe you two aren't a yeah. fit. Um, but if he says, you know what, I can walk away from this, um, you know, let you and I focus on us, and that's cool. But if he says, okay, I respect that, and, you know, we we have to go our own ways, and that's cool too. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone has to be true to themselves because if you start to keep someone back from something that they're really striving after, they may stop pursuing it for you, but then will they be the best version of themselves that they could be with you? Um, versus without you. So, and there, you're right, Bill, there does have to be some balance. There totally does. But, you know, it, we're human beings. There's not always balance. Some people need an extraordinary amount of attention. That's just the way they're put together. Yes. Um, and sometimes you just can't have that balance. Not everyone is built to be the perfect you know, person for somebody who's a bodybuilder. The, the needs just can't get met, and that's just reality. That's real talk right there. That's some real talk right there. And, and Bill, I get your point. I really do. Um, but you, you like like Bill says, there, there, there's no perfect scenario. It takes a lot of work. It takes an awful lot of work. But don't relationships that last do that anyway. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that you don't like, but you understand that they do. And it's it's a it's a, a set of compromises, and you can't set them in stone because they're always fluctuating and changing because we grow and evolve. So if, if you're not willing to grow with a person, if you're not willing to evolve with a person, then you really have to consider your basically standards. And if there's something that are coming from a childhood hurt, or from an adult understanding of how life is supposed to be worked and configured. Because we do bring a lot of our childhood fears into our adult lives, and they can stick around longer than we're willing to admit. And in that process, we can damage a lot of relationships unintentionally because we're holding on to something we should have let go decades ago. 
So, you know, be mindful of that. Uh, and, you know, guys, this is a great topic. I'm, I'm loving your, your input into it, and I, I really did not expect some of these questions or avenues that we've been taking. So thank you, and keep the questions coming. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. And with that, we will move on to our next question. Um, let's see. Sheila's asking, she's got a two-parter here, what are some of the processes to consider when evaluating the potential hurt that can come from competing? Wow. That's almost trying wow. to get scientific about it. I, right. I don't know if I have <laughs> a good answer for that, Sheila. I don't know if I have a process. In, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, which I'm sure I do, but you got to be able to share. You have to be able to talk about what you need, how you need to eat, how do you guys want to meal prep together, how do you want to plan meals together, is it okay if I'm not eating the same thing that you're eating, will you go to the gym with me, won't you go to the gym with me, if you will go to the gym with me, what time is a good time, can we make that work, you know, Touching base. Hey, how you doing? This is where I'm at. How are you feeling in this process? Um, it, it's almost it's almost overkill. It might sound like, but sometimes that's what you need. I mean, and if I make myself an example with my husband right now, I mean, we're constantly, you know, what time do you want to work out today? Do you feel like going to work out today? What are we having for dinner? Um, you know, what body part do you want to work out? I mean. I, you know, Corey very much likes to do things together, and I used to be, I just want to work out by myself in the gym. I don't want to be bothered. And he gave me my space, but, you know, once I realized how important it was that, you know, we were kind of a duo thing, then I, you know, I changed my ways. It was a small sacrifice for me to make because I'm still hitting my end goal, right? And if it makes him happy that we're working the same body part together, we don't necessarily have to be doing the same exercises together all the time, but we come together, do an exercise or a drill together, go our separate ways, do something different, come back together. You know, I'm willing to do that, but it's a give and take, and it's just because we talk about what our plans are going to be throughout the day, I think that, so far so good that, you know, everyone's feeling inclusive, even though I'm the primary one driving the goals here and he's been a major support factor. Now he's going to, he has his own goals too, but right now, you know, the focus is, is pretty much mine. Um, So I don't know about a process, but that whole talking thing, it goes a long way. Yeah, I, I, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. And, and, and wow, you know, way to go. <laughs> there are a lot of processes that have to happen. Your mind is always at work, and you'll always be learning and adapting. But the one thing you have to consider always in evaluating is you. If you're not really sincere about what you're doing, you can hurt many, many people by doing this yeah. in the wrong way. Because there's people that are watching you in the gym. There's your family that's watching you. Like Desiree was saying, her significant other, her husband, Corey, he has to go through this process with her. If she's not fully sincere to herself, then that evaluation is already broken because now everything breaks down because there was no foundation. And you know P4P Real Talk knows about foundation because we, like, uh, drive like a Mack truck through ice cream. But anyway. <laughs> There, there's so much that's involved in this, and when you're going to compete, the potential hurt can be severe. And I say this not lightly. It can be very severe if you're not sincere in doing what you're doing because basically when you make up your mind and you make it vocal, people that are supportive of you will get behind you 100% and give everything to keep you up there to finish your goal because they're going to have something in their life that you're going to have to be just as supportive of them, and they're going to be asking the same thing. So, you know, when we talk about the jealousy part, you know, just hearkening back to that, if you ask someone to sacrifice, you have to ask, what am I willing to sacrifice? What am I willing to do? Yeah. Because we're always so 100% into what we know and understand, but we're so unsure about what we don't know and understand. And unless you can explain that through to where you're understanding exactly what you're asking, can I give this same thing when it's my turn to be asked? 
If you're not willing to go 100%, then you, you, you shouldn't ask it. And it's just not fair when you're, when you're talking about a relationship because you're involving someone else on the get-go. Everything you do should have that other person in mind. Is this something that they could support me doing? Is this something that they can be a part of as much as I'm impassioned to do it? Can they basically be just as passionate supporting me? Because these are the things that factor in relationships. And like that says, prep is not easy. So there's going to be days where you don't even want to do it. So can you basically oh, talk someone sure. into sticking around just like you want to? That. Hey, and the thing that just struck me, what it really comes down to, if you're talking, and I realize I didn't answer your question, Sheila, with my first ramblings, but what it circles back around to is how honest can you be with each other? Um that's the only way that you can even begin to try to evaluate what the potential for hurt is, is, you know, if, if I have to dedicate, you know, 15 hours a week, whatever that may be to my training, my food prep, my practicing, my posing, will that be okay with you? Are you honestly okay with, you know, me being on stage? Um, Are you okay with me posting uh, progress pictures on Facebook because it helps motivate me and I know other people have told me they're motivated by what I do too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things that go into I guess this lifestyle if you will um, and, you know, people perceive things differently. So again, that whole talking thing, but, you know, one of the first questions would be, I need you or I need you to be honest with me completely and how you feel. Can you do that? Can you not just tell me, yeah, I'm okay with it, knowing that you're not? Can you be exactly. brave enough to tell me the things that you're not okay with? Because that's not as easy as it sounds. Some people exactly. speak their mind, no problem, and they will roll with it, but others are people pleasers by design. And so they're never going to fully tell you they don't like something or something hurts their feelings because they just want you to not be upset with them or for you to be happy. So they sacrifice their own happiness, which never kind of turns out well because then it just kind of bubbles and brews until it boils over and they explode and then you have no idea why they're mad or why their feelings are hurt. So I guess honesty or getting to a point where you can be like that honest with each other will be important. Wow. I love it. Um, That's a good thing I gotta ask this one Because this one came up I know we have questions Prior to this But this is a good one Because it's basically On the point we're on right now And it's it's, Mm -hmm. This one's coming from Samantha And she wants to know What adaptations Has Desiree had to make In her new marriage To maintain Being a bikini pro And I think that's a good question Because it's not just Talking about competing You're talking about The upper echelon of competing Which is competing at a pro So everything that's new has had to improve. So this is a very good question, Samantha, and I'm, I'm glad you asked. Um, can you repeat that for me just one more time, please, Kayla? What adaptations have you had to make in your new marriage to maintain being a bikini pro? A bikini pro. Um, well, you know, I think part of that is when Corey and I were first dating, I was already competing. So he was he was already kind of indoctrinated into what uh, was important to me, and um, and he is a gym rat himself, so that was helpful. Um, the biggest adaptation that I've had to make is not so much um, on the competitive side because that was already a part of my lifestyle, and he jumped on board with that from the beginning. But it's just being inclusive, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, I was single for many years, and all of my competitive life up until now, I have been single, so I've always done everything to suit me, my schedule, which included when I worked out, how I worked out, what I ate, um, what I did with social media. It was just all on me, and now I've got this other person with feelings and emotions and thoughts of how things could go that wants to be a part of my every process. And now I have to adapt to let him into that, which seems simple, but you know what, guys, I just turned 44. 
the older you get, the more set you can be in your ways. And the longer you're on your own, the more you adapt and you're comfortable with being on your own. Even though I've been married before, I was divorced for, you know, going on nine years before I even met Corey. Um, So being able to maintain my focus when I would rather, you know, be focusing on just getting to know him, sitting in bed, watching TV instead of being at the gym. I mean, that's been an adaptation. My frame of mind hasn't changed, um, and his support has helped me keep that focus. So, again, you can see why it's important for your other half to be in your camp because it's easy for you to get derailed, especially if a relationship is new. But being inclusive with him has been the biggest adaptation. I'm no longer, even though I was never doing this on my own, um, I never had this someone like this want to be so involved with every little thing that I was doing. And so being inclusive and helping him to be part of it instead of me acting like I'm you know, my own little island doing my own thing has been the biggest thing. And, you know, just being open to his suggestions and, um, you know, (laughs) and altering my social media, the way I interact with people in social media, um, you know, that kind of has to change. There, There are things that he sees that I don't pay attention to because I just, I guess have have tuned myself out if someone is being inappropriate or, you know, in his mind, he feels like they're being lustful or they're saying things they shouldn't be. Those are things that I just gloss over or no, those are things that he picks up on. So now I'm having to, you know, look at how I deal with social media and handle it out of respect for him and his feelings. You may think, well, that has nothing to do with being a pro, but you know, actually it does because how I handle myself carries itself across to whichever division I'm competing in. And so um, in doing these things, it's part of helping me maintain my focus. And if I can't maintain my focus, I'm not going to hit that pro stage. So, um, you know, I guess it's just it's just different being this level of a team player when it's now a team of two, so to speak, instead of just team Desiree. And like I said, I never was by myself. I've always had Kaylin. I've always had P4P. I've always had my family. I've always had friends that have been supportive. But it's different when it's your significant other. Yes. So I don't know if that answers your question for sure, but those have been the biggest changes. But, you know, I have to say, if if Corey had not been the, the type of individual that he is, if he had already not been comfortable with the bodybuilding scene, with being in the gym, with, you know, having to eat a certain way or things like that, or, you know, already being comfortable with understanding that I'm going to be in a posing suit and, you know, all of the things that go along with it, there would have been a lot more changes I would have had to make. So my experience is probably very different from someone else who's bringing, we'll say, a newbie onto the scene and trying to help them get up to speed with what's going on. Yeah, that's that's true. And, you know, the one thing with being around competing and the level of competing and the people that are truly winning not the ones that are just doing a bucket list. There's a lot that goes into that, but they're mentally prepared to do so. I think the breach happens when the communication is an error or in fault because, like I said, without that, then your relationship, it it has to struggle because you put it in an imbalance. And that's never a good spot to be, especially when you have to do everything after the show is done. I mean, everybody wants to get to the show, but we have to think big picture and look past the show and saying, is this truly worth it? Is it worth destroying this relationship? Is it worth, you know, basically derailing something that could be a great thing? Is it, is it worth all the things that I'm going to put in there by me taking this mental tough stance, like Des was saying, where you become that island and you become so selfish? Because with something that involves so many people, you wonder how you can be that selfish, but it does happen. Because I love the way Dad says the people pleasers because they will do any and everything to get you to your goal. But usually it's the understanding that eventually that one day will come when you do the same for them. And if it's just off a selfish nature, 
that day is never going to happen. So, you know, we do have to be mindful. I said earlier in the show where we have to be coming from an adult, an adult sense of thinking, not basically a childish understanding of I'm going to have my way because this is something that's all about me and you just have to accept it. There's no way to go about life. It's not successful. It might get you a first-place trophy, but it sure won't get you a first-place life. So, you know, we have to be mindful of all these things and what we're doing and keep the adult nature involved in that, and that does require some tough communication and some tough subjects while you're doing it because there are certain things that we hold on to, like I said earlier, that do damage ourselves and all we come in contact. Yes. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. I'm going to keep us moving, folks, because we've got questions, um, but we need to get to. But uh, I think what we were just talking about segues into Sheila's second question, kind of. of, So my scenario is the exact opposite of what Sheila is asking about. She's like, how do you speak to a person who is not gym ready? Boom. Baby steps. Baby steps, and you have to over-communicate about it. I don't know what else to say. Kaylin, what do you have? Well, this one is, is a tough one because if, if you have an unsure and unstable relationship, the gym is like one of the worst places to go because there is a certain language that happens because people are more akin to their own bodies and other people's bodies. So something that is a compliment might sound like something really out of pocket if you're not familiar with the person. And, and granted, we have uh, the, the gym jerk and the, and basically the, 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 the gym model that basically all eyes on me no matter where you are and what you do and who you're with. <clears throat> but that's not in every occasion and every instance. So, you know, to save that relationship, we have to be mindful. And, and I noticed that well, when I would have that gym understanding of who, basically know your people, know the people you're around. And there are certain groups of people that, you know, just because of my upbringing and my beliefs in Christ, that I would not hang around simply because of their choice in life and background and how they basically live their lives. So, you know, they were always a no-no for me because I did not want to be seen in that environment or in that light because, you know, I, I, I respect my mom and dad and I respect my past and my church. So there were certain things that I just would not bring into that atmosphere. You know, the drug use. I'm I'm a natural athlete by choice, and I've never had an interest in it. So then I wouldn't have an interest in the people that choose to do it either because, you know, that's their choice in life. But it's not something I'd ever want to be comfortable or familiar with. So, you know, I kept it at a distance. That's my choice. There are other people that would do different. But if when we're talking about relationships, it's it's an even bigger struggle to the newbie. I love the way they said that. And and where we basically say, you know, hey, there's certain things that are going to be said, and it's not because I'm comfortable with it, but this is just how that person talks. We're in a societal environment, so we basically have to deal with society as a whole, not just the people we'd like to deal with. That's not how life works. And you basically set yourself up for failure every time because you'll always be uncomfortable in those kind of scenarios. So you'll you'll hear that kind of language, but you have to be mindful that we're out in society and this is how people talk. You know, I don't I don't particularly well I don't cuss, so you know there's people that are going to cuss around me. Am I supposed to run away every time they do that? You know, that's just not in my nature. I, you can't ask people to not be themselves because you're asking everyone to let you be yourself. So that's 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 a give and take, and it's very uncomfortable because there's a gym speak. Let's be honest, there's certain things we talk about. Oh, them, girl, you've been working on them glutes. I can tell you've been squatting. You hear that out in society and they be looking like, wow, I can't believe he just said that. And, you know, there's certain things that we'll say as, as trainers that are mindful of the person's improvement. If, if somebody is not familiar with that kind of speech, it can be taken out of context. I mean, it's like the text where you don't know the person's mentality or thinking when they send it and it might be taken the wrong way. Same thing in the gym, same thing in life. So we need to be aware, and, and when, it's, when it's taken as an offense, you should be mindful to hurry up and correct it. You should be mindful to address that person from an empathetic point of view and sympathetic point of view to let them know, yes, your opinion of this situation matters, and I will address it. You don't leave it lingering. You don't say, well, I didn't want to say anything. And you correct it right then and there and move can keep it moving. 
that's the adult way to handle it because there's too many times we soft shoe and soft pedal, and that creates an even bigger breach and bigger problem. Yeah, I would agree with what he's saying. And I would say, too, again, just try to be inclusive. And even if they're not comfortable with work, going to a gym with you, keep inviting. Um, and also look for ways to stay active with them in ways that they're comfortable, build up their confidence, um, you know, make it an enjoyable thing that the two of you do together. And eventually, you know, if they'll be in the gym with you in some way, shape, or form, even if it's only on cardio they'll still be there at some point. So just be understanding that they're going to progress differently, but also try to be inclusive. Um, and it is baby steps sometimes. It just is. So some patience is warranted. Um, I'm, I'm moving on. Brenda and Tom kind of have a, a similar issue here. Brenda's asking, does your diet have to suffer during holidays and dates? And Bill wants to know, not Bill, Tom wants to know. Sorry, guys, getting you confused. What happens if my girl only likes to go out and eat on dates? Whoa, it's that dreaded food. That dreaded thing. Um, You know, I'm going to start with Brenda. Does your diet have to suffer during holidays and dates? And the the question is no it doesn't and and sometimes it just can't um sometimes you just can't sorry time you just can't always go out to eat you can't do that um yeah. or if you're going to go to a movie you agree that you're not going to have popcorn and snacks at the movie but you're still going to enjoy the movie with yourself together or if you listen to some shows in our archives, you plan your workouts accordingly around holiday meals or the like to give you an advantage or a leg up and burning these maybe extra calories that you're bringing into play in those certain situations. Um, one of the things that I like to do, and Tom, maybe this will be more helpful for you, is if I am going out, um, you know, almost every restaurant has their menus online these days. Check it out ahead of time. See if you can find something that fits your macros. Some restaurants will be more macro-friendly than others. You know, maybe there's a compromise there. If you choose restaurants that are more macro-friendly, that will enable you guys to go out more often if she's okay with going to those restaurants. Um, And maybe you set it up where you only go out to eat once a week. Maybe I know this is what you love to do when we go out, but honestly, I can only do it once. Can we we find a happy medium here? Um, And that's really what it's all about is finding the happy medium. Um, And maybe she's willing to try some different things. I mean, maybe you've only gone out to eat because that's the only – I mean, she likes to do it, but maybe she is open to trying some, some different things that don't involve food. Um, what other interests does she have? I, I, I would ask that. I don't know. Kaylin, what are your thoughts? Look, mine is twofold. Uh, one deals with the diet on the holidays, and I have learned personally, and this is basically covering every body type around, one meal won't derail your prep. You can slip. You can almost fall down, but you don't have to give up because you caved in for that one time. You it, you have to basically overeat for excessive days to really mess up your diet because your metabolism has a way of just going and knowing, and it'll get you through it. Now, as far as eating out, even if it's regulated meals, it's expensive. That money is going to mm-hmm. add up. If you're, if you're competing and getting ready for a prep, it's not cheap. And if you want to really have a relationship and a strain, you keep being the one that's spending the money and also preparing for your supplements, your food, your food prep. You still have to plan for that. And that will seem selfish to someone that's used to going out a lot. So that's going to take a lot of commercial, uh, a lot of commercial, a lot of communication, <laughs> a lot of talking, a lot of understanding that, man, this is going to take a lot of work and, and sit them down and show them the numbers so they know that you're not you're not kidding around and you can look this stuff up online. Andrea Castillo has done an excellent job of getting that information out with uh, the pricing, uh, what it's going to cost to do uh, competitions, venues, uh, memberships, uh, you know, cards, all of that. Stuff. So you know you you have the information readily available to share and and show that hey this is uh it, this is the thing that's going on. So. 
we you, you got to be careful with this. You got to be really careful because if your relationship is is set on basically dinner dates, then that's going to be like a slap in the face to you know okay we're going to meet somewhere else or we're going to do something else. And like Desiree said, we have to be mindful of uh, talking to someone with them in mind, not uh, so much from what you want, but speak to them in a way they can hear you. Because there's many times we like to speak on things, but we're not speaking to them fully. And, you know, I think uh, there was one more question that kind of deals with this, and it's about the hangry part. Did you ask that one already, Des? Oh, I did not ask the hangry one. Please, 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 and thank you. <laughs> um, thank you for reminding me of them one because I think that is the one question that we have left. Okay, here yeah. it is. Jake, you've got the final word on tonight. He wants to know when the carbs get low during prep and the hangry becomes a real thing, how do I go about being a good dad and husband? Um, Good question. So, Jake, I'm going to go back to an interview that we had with the Lampkeys, and um, they were talking about both she, um, Carrie, and her husband, and Kalen. You're going to have to help me out. His name is escaping me right now. Yep. Um, yeah. It, it'll come to me, though. Yes, Jeff. Is it Jeff? Yep. Jeff. And um, <laughs> they literally would have to write notes to each other and post it on the refrigerator that said, be nice to each other today. Talk nice to each other today. Oh, Take a yes, deep yes. breath before you speak to each other today. And, you know, just to be a good dad and husband, and Jake, I've been there, and my kids, <laughs> my kids, my kids even know when it happens, if, you know, and, and you don't understand how you sound. You might think you're holding it together, at least from my own personal experience. Yes. I think I'm holding it together, but evidently as not as well as I thought. Because even my kids will say to their friends, my mom's just hangry today. <laughs> and I have no <laughs> idea what I said that was so wrong, but evidently they were picking up on the vibe. So you just kind of kind of take a breath every once in a while and, you know, kind of play back the way that you talk and that you're interacting to people and just try to be even more in the moment so you can be more in control of your words and your actions and not just, you know, let your actions take, you know, take you for a ride. You need to be more in control. And it does take more effort and it can get exhausting, but if your goal is to be a better dad and better husband, even when your nerves are on edge, it is going to be that one little Step. And, you know, at the end of the day, and I used to remind my kids, you know what, guys, I'm sorry if I've been irritable lately, but I appreciate you um, putting up with my shenanigans. I mean, just acknowledging when when your family does show you grace, <laughs> when your family does show you grace by not being snappish back to you, then you need to recognize for them that you do yeah. see what they've done for you and you appreciate it. And this is just temporary. It's not going to last. There you go. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm, it's a good, que- a good question to end the show on. And we're going to go, I'm going to finish it out with this. You, If you have problems with your ego, your vanity, and your pride, then it will be a much bigger struggle than it need be. Because you're going to be apologizing an awful lot to coworkers. You're going to be apologizing an awful lot to the people you know close to you. There's going to be a lot of things that when you're going down in cars, that basically fuels your thinking, okay? That, and people say, well, you know, it's, they, they should know better, and they probably should. And, and when they get enough cars in them, they'll say just that. Boy, I should have known better. And it, it happens time and time again because your body is fueled by carbs, and it helps with your thinking more than you'll ever be willing to admit. So, you know, it, your your mental capacity does suffer, and you will do some silly things even when it comes to walking and tying your shoes. And if you're not ready to deal with those crazy, zany things that come with food prep and getting closer to show day, then, you know, maybe you need to take that step back that we were talking about and communicate better for the next time because, you know, we plan on the show but that doesn't necessarily mean that we'll be doing that. So it could be a week later or a month later or even a year later. We have to be considerate of ourselves health-wise and our own mentality and our own thought processes because we do engage with others no matter how many times we'd like to think we're alone. 
you've got to consider other people. You have to understand that you're asking them to consider you. And if you can't give that back, then you're not fully understanding what true prep and competition is. Beth? Hey, but there you have it. I've got nothing to add. (laughs) I feel feel like we've covered a lot of ground going in a lot of different directions, and I'm not even sure if I uh, answered anything in a cohesive manner, but keep asking questions, and if we've confused you, irritated you, any of the above, let us know. Love you, Dad. You're doing uh, great. Love you too, Kaylin. And we'll try our best to explain it better. Hey, Bianca says we love you. Don't worry. Tammy says we love you. Don't worry. And uh, Kyle says you guys have a great job on this show. Appreciate it. We did not expect you guys to do really good without a guest. Oh, okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you. All right, guys, so I know we've gone way over time. Thank you for hanging with us tonight. Um, we are def- we are going to have a guest on Thursday, so be be ready. Buckle your seatbelts. We'll be back with our usual shenanigans. Um, Kaylin's parting thoughts, snickerdoodle shout-out. I do like shenanigans. <laughs> snickerdoodle <laughs> shout-out. Snickerdoodle, snickerdoodle, in a donut. <laughs> in a donut, in a heart-shaped donut. So on behalf yes. of myself, Kaylin and lovers of natural bodybuilders everywhere. Your body is a temple, so let's build it. Happy holidays with Valentine's. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs>